I'm like buying the latest iPhone, buying awesome computer, like everything I wanted to indulge in. But after like a couple months, it got boring because I realized all this time, all I wanted was to create stuff and be on an adventure. And now that I didn't have anything more to chase, I lost that. Hello and welcome back to Indie Bites, the podcast where I bring you stories of fellow indie hackers in 15 minutes or less. Today, I'm joined by Dagobert Renouf, who is the founder of Logology, a logo and brand design service that he started with his wife doing around 3k in monthly revenue. Dago started building Logology in September 2018, then completely failed the launch after building for almost two years. It wasn't until May in 21 that Dago realised that he actually needed to find a marketing channel that worked for him, which was Twitter. But what's also interesting about this is Dago went 15 years chasing money, but then realised this wasn't the course to happiness. So after a turbulent few years, he's now in a place of fulfilment with plenty of the journey to go. A marketing channel that Dago is now using is SEO. And to do SEO effectively, you need the best tools in the business, such as Ahrefs, who are sponsoring this episode of Indie Bytes. You've heard this from me before, but I really do mean it. Ahrefs is the most complete and valuable SEO tool on the market. If you want to get more traffic from Google on your side project, I mean, who doesn't want more traffic? Pause this episode now and try out HRS free webmaster tools. You'll see what keywords your pages are ranking for and discover what changes you need to make to improve your search ranking. And if you don't know where to start with SEO, take a look at their YouTube channel. Head to hrefs.com slash A-W-T, that's A-H-R-E-F-S.com or hit the link in the show notes. Now let's get into this awesome chat. Dago, welcome to the podcast. How are you? Doing good today. Talk to me about your background and some of the side projects, successes or failures that you've had over the years. So I was in high school and I had built a couple of websites, you know, like about video games, but not making any money. And one of the first websites I did was something for a French Idol, one of the you know contestants who was getting very popular and so i did one about him where it was basically illegal it was just like downloading all the videos and back then seo was very easy i just had to have the name in the domain name so i did that and i was first for a query of like his name and then i was like tricking people because the download link there was a google ad like stuck to it like zero pixel space between that and the download mm-hmm. link and I will always remember, like, that's how I made my first money online. I was making a couple of dollars a day. Most of it came from a friend who was just clicking on ads to help me. And, like, I remember the night of the final for the show, I made, like, 150 in one night. And so the next year, I was like, okay, I'm going to do that, but, like, at an industrial level. From day one, I'm going to create, like, a site for everyone and then have a yes for every candidate. I had I added commenting, uh, rating for people to be involved, like super crazy <laughs> website. But that was the time when like the TV network actually launched the online platform for video replay. And so I was like already like so excited about that. There was some candidates that were getting popular. I was stoked making a couple hundred and that was at the beginning of the season. And then the network uh, sent me a letter that I need to stop that or like it's gonna, I'm going to be in trouble. And I was so scared. So I was like, okay, I'm stopping. So I like shut it down. But the thing is, I was very attracted to money. I wanted to be independent. I didn't like school. And so the first thing I started doing is that I started building websites for clients, like as a freelance. And so I changed the money up to the point where I was 27. I was like, okay, I'm not going to make more money freelancing in France. I need to find a job in the U.S. I went to San Francisco. I wanted to be hired as an engineer for a U.S. company. After a while, I did. And I found like this dream job. And I was making 100K a year, which to me was mind-blowing. That was the inflection point. It's like I reached my goal and I knew 
I wasn't going to make much more than this. The first couple of months, I was feeling great. I was just like taking my wife to the restaurant every other day. Uh, <laughs> where I'm like buying the latest iPhone, buying awesome computer, like everything I wanted to indulge in. But after like a couple of months, it got boring because I realized all this time, all I wanted was to create stuff and be on an adventure. And now that I didn't have anything more to chase, I lost that. And I didn't have energy for side projects because I was giving a lot to my job. So I was exhausted. So I was spending the weekend like mm -hmm. playing Xbox and I felt shit. That's not what the, that's not the life <laughs> I want. And yeah, so that was the inflection point. And that, that's the reason I speak about money a lot now is because that's when I realized, oh, I don't want money. And that was a big thing for me because like for 15 years almost chasing it. And now, oh, I don't want the money. And then I left to build my startup with the savings. Because basically, I felt like I had no other choice now. Because I had done freelancing, I had done working as, at a job. I tried everything, and I don't even need big money now because I realize it's empty. And I've always been scared of starting a company because it's so risky and so, so stressful. And I never really wanted to do that because of this. Mm -hmm. I was 29, and I was like, I can either keep doing this job, which is a safe thing. And I feel a lot of people would have taken that path. That's the people who end up miserable. So I need to take the risk of building my startup so I can find some happiness in my life. So Dago, you decide it's time to launch a startup. Tell me more about finding the idea for Logology. I was browsing indie hackers because I was looking for help with like this idea that I had it was going nowhere with. And I saw this guy from uh, LogoJoy who was uh, saying that he was making a killing. And it reminded me of an idea I had with my wife, because she's a logo designer. So LogoJoy is an automated logo generator. And we see that on Indie Hackers, I'm like, we should do it. And we were, I think it's because it was the honeymoon, we were in love. And I literally saw that like in the car she was driving. I see that on yeah. my phone and I tell her, shit, we should build that. Do you want to do that with me? And she's like, yeah, let's do that. I'm going to do a great job. Like she's, And we both admire each other's work and we worked together in the past. So we know we work good together. Like she would like design websites and I would code them for clients and stuff like that. And I was like, and we're going to succeed. We're going to succeed because you're a rock star at logo design. And she was like, yeah, and you're a rock star at building websites. And we were just like so you know, excited and so in love. And we were right, like, yeah. let's do it. <laughs> what a fun way to come up with a business idea. So in September of 2018, you set out to build your business with your wife. The Dago, you didn't launch it for another one and a half years. Tell me what happened during that time. It took a long time to prototype and to figure out the idea because we wanted to start from scratch. We didn't want to copy LogoJoy or anything. So I started in September and in November, my mother like passed away. That was a very bad time for me like it got me in the phase where like for three months it was very hard for me to get anything done and then three months not being super effective there's that plus over engineering indulging in like building the perfect product and making all these mistakes oh sorry to hear that man uh, from the outside we often don't consider what's going on in someone's personal life so how are you feeling at this point because you've been chasing the money and then you realize that money wasn't everything and you wanted this adventure you've now got adventure but but i don't have much money so yeah so that's the thing right there it's funny i didn't think i could be both fulfilled and full of anxiety so it's weird like uh, i'm in this space where i don't make much money like we're like halfway through like making a living, but it's still not enough to feel like comfortable. And we're still very anxious and stressed because we still depend on savings. It was very rough earlier this year, like in February, because we were making like selling one logo per week or something. And I was like, okay, maybe I need to find a job again. And then like very quickly after a couple hours, I'm like, remember what it's like having a boss. 
remember that feeling of no freedom and like basically having to fit somebody else's agenda, then I was like, I'm just going to go all in. Again, I'm respecting the commitment here. So you finally launched Logology in April 2020. This was your big moment. Was this like a huge official launch for you? Oh, yeah. Because I remember when I launched, I basically didn't sleep. I just kept perfecting the website all night. We basically announced to our waiting list of 100 people, which we assumed would translate (laughs) to probably 50 sales or something like that. We like uh, talked about it on Reddit and Indie Hackers. So we were watching everyone and not understanding why everybody wasn't buying. We're like, what's happening? Because we were psyched up about our own product, thinking it's so amazing. We had one sale from a friend of ours. Uh, so we were stoked and then nothing and no traffic, no sales. And it was like, okay, we got way ahead of ourselves. Nobody cares. We need to start from scratch doing some real marketing and convincing. So at that time, there was a, a third co-founder who had joined us. He was with us for a year helping with marketing. So he started posting on Reddit being very active on indie hackers, trying to bring people in. So it got us a few more sales. Like he, he got a few hit posts on Reddit. So that was really great. But then it died out. Okay, now that we announced the website on everywhere, we just had done the basic stuff, but we didn't have a real marketing plan. So when we run out of launching and like announcing, yeah. and it's funny, he started posting on Reddit and like people started telling him, you just posted that last week get the fuck out of here you know it's just like boring so he left we ended up having no way of doing marketing and then we did what every person does when they have no way of doing marketing is build more features to fix it (laughs) so basically uh, that's when we were feeling crazy because like we're not making your money we're already down 50k in savings and, and and like I'm open about it, so I, I can say that to, to my father and I can tell him that I'm yeah, we're down fifty K. He's like, fuck, what the fuck? I you're down fifty K, you need to stop, you need to get a job now, you need to stop this shit. It's not gonna work, it's bullshit. Like so, you know, it's starting to get to feel like we're nuts, like we're just crazy. It just seems obvious that we're nuts because we just wasted all that money for nothing, basically. For just having fun building a good product that a handful of people bought. But there was two things that made me keep made us keep going is like there's like 50 people like after a year who bought a logo a lot of them really love it so we've yeah. got to keep trying that plus i really don't want to have a job again okay so there's some encouraging signs here but you're still missing some sort of distribution channel but in may 2021 you finally discover a channel that works for you talk me through some of the marketing you did try before then and what eventually worked for you Yes, yeah, so at this point, I was like trying a few channels, but I didn't want to do marketing because it, it's horrible. Like when I think of it, marketing, I'm like, ah, fuck that. Like, I don't want to like write a sales letter, convince people. Like I'm the guy who wants the product to speak for itself. Look at my work and fucking buy it. And, sh- you know, and, that, and I don't want anything else. So at that time, what I tried marketing wise was like Google ads and had zero sales. We sponsored a few newsletters and zero result too. So I was like giving up on marketing what I thought was marketing. Now I have that awareness that, okay, the missing piece is marketing. I see it now, but I really hate it. I don't, and I'm, and I suck at it. So what the <laughs> fuck, how am I going to, and I don't want a co-founder. And so I had no idea how to do it. So I was like, I'm just going to spam. I'm just going to put my link everywhere. Like an idiot. Every occasion I get, I'm going to say, oh, you need to check out the And so I go on Twitter, I stop searching for like queries like, 
everybody who says, hey, indie hackers, what are you working on today? And every time somebody does that, uh, even if I didn't know him, I'm like, oh, I'm working on the Godotty. Good thing you asked 20 yeah. times a day. And then doing the same on like product and discussion boards, doing the same on indie hackers, doing the same on Reddit. And for a couple of weeks, it's going nowhere. And then one day on Twitter, somebody asks, what's the CSS technology you use for your website? And I happen to have used like, because I'm a front-end engineer. So I share the link. I'm like, yeah, I use CSS Grid for this. And it just goes viral. People love it. Like I get a thousand hits to my website in 24 hours. And I get two sales just in one day like that. And I was like, mm -hmm. okay, there's potential in there. It's interesting. So I start doing Twitter a bit more. And then the second thing that makes me switch is somebody came to my website and we have a live chat so we can talk with people. I was like 200 followers back then and going a bit And this guy comes to my website and he's, oh, you have nice logos. Awesome. I might use one for my project. It's too expensive though. I'm like, okay, it's too expensive. So, you know, we have a free branding course that my wife spent like a, a, a month to write. And he's like, oh, I could just take a screenshot. And at that time, like even right now saying it, I feel some shivers because it was so fucking creepy and mean. And so at that time, I started to be a bit active on Twitter. I get a bit of a following, 50 people who started following me. And I and I just put the screenshot on Twitter and it got viral. And so it showed me that sharing what I was going through with Twitter. Oh, and I got a sales probably out of pity. Like someone was feeling so bad for me that he just bought a logo probably to compensate for that guy. And so I decided to go all in on Twitter then. And then I spent 10 hours a day on Twitter for like almost up to now. I want to close the loop of this story of Logology a little bit. The more Twitch stuff you were doing, the more marketing you were doing, revenue for logology started picking up to the point where you had your best month a few months ago making almost 3k it went very high very fast after so long of like almost nothing i'm not getting more out of twitter now i'm basically still hovering at around between 2 and 3k every month in sales so now we're looking into more stuff to improve that we're also starting to do seo interestingly enough from twitter it's building up the seo of my website And it's not because of Twitter itself. It's because from Twitter, I'm doing this interview with you. So I did a few podcast interviews. I have people writing articles about either what I'm doing on Twitter or Logology because they found out on Twitter. Hopefully, it's going to bring up a bit more balance to where sales come from. Because having sales come from Twitter only, it's exhausting. Because like, if you don't tweet for one day, well, if you don't tweet for one day, well, nobody comes to your website. But right now, I'm just enjoying okay, we can relax because we have a good system. Even though it requires a bit of consulting, it's still feeling very good. So, you know, right now I'm enjoying that. But at the end of every episode, I end on three recommendations. A book, a podcast, and an indie hacker or entrepreneur you recommend. So the book is the one I always come back to. It's Zero to One by Peter yeah. Thiel. So I would go with Wannabe Entrepreneur by Thiago. So I'm a big fan of Tony. I don't even know how to say his last Din? name. I think it's Din? Tony Din. Dago, thank you so much for joining me for this episode. Thanks, man. That, really, that was really enjoyable to me to meet you and to do that. Thank you for listening to this episode of Indie Buys. All links for everything discussed will be in the show notes as always. If you want to learn more about SEO, then check out today's sponsor, Hrefs. If you want to hear more from Dago, there's an extended version available on the Indie Feast membership of this episode. Head to bytes.fm slash membership for that. All links are in the show notes. See you next week.